Before we get into today's show, I have to shout out a huge thank you to Snow for sponsoring today's episode. They sent me their kit, which has been an absolute heaven sent treatment. The kit comes with a six month supply of whitening serum and they have two different serums one is more basic and one is to like really turn things up I have been using that one it is called the extra strength serum and I have been using that to really just like kick things up a notch I just figured let's do the damn thing I've been drinking so much coffee this kit is a game changer. Snow, if you're listening, when I run out of my six months supply, please send me more. No, I'll buy it. I'm I'm honestly obsessed. I know you guys are going to love it. You're going to love the results. You're going to love that it is pain-free. The kit could not be easier to use. All you do is choose the serum you want to use, apply it to your teeth, make sure to get in every little nook and cranny, and then I stick in the retainer then plug that into my phone. I will chill for about 10 to 30 minutes while the LED light is activated. It is really cool. And I will go on my phone, do whatever work I have to get done from home, and then take it out. It's completely painless. And I have the results of a professional treatment at home. I have been using this. I used it consistently for about six days. I was blown away. I felt like I didn't really even need to to use it much more. So I took a little break. And now I will use it more so for touch-ups every couple days or so. It's honestly just fun. So I look forward to it and I want to use it. I think this is just truly the future of teeth whitening. The fact that you can plug it into your phone and go about your work, go about your day is absolutely incredible. I have loved the self-confidence boost and I know you guys will too. You can go to trysnow.com, use my code treatment for 15% off your order. Hope you guys enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me one-on-one dedicated to helping you find your glow and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spa industry. I'm Tess and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, Take a deep breath and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to the treatment room. Hello guys, welcome back to the treatment room. Tess here. I wanted to do a little solo chat episode. I like doing these like every now and then because I do feel like as valuable as my guest interviews are, I would say they're a little bit more formal, even if I'm familiar with the guest. And honestly, I'm so focused on like getting the best information out of them to make your time useful that I'm probably not fully relaxed. And I feel like you I'm trying to work on this, but I feel like you just don't get the same vibe as if you were just chatting to me one-on-one. So I'm trying to do a little bit of a mix of both because I'm sure there's people who prefer more of the educational-based conversations with guests. And then I think there's some of you who just like want to listen, feel like you have an aesthetics buddy. Maybe it's a little bit more like easy, easy listening when you're just listening to me talk. So I want to do a mix of both. And honestly, these episodes They're also for me, they truly give me some purpose and meaning and I I just, I feel connected to you guys. I feel like this is my 
safe space. And you know, the phrase that says, go where you are celebrated. I think I've realized like, that's, that's why my platforms truly mean the world to me and why I, when I wake up, you guys are the first thing I think of. And I can't wait to go on Insta or TikTok or YouTube and talk to you guys because I do feel like I have a friend group and and not just a friend group like it's it's more than that because it's people who share share a passion and who who have the same life experience not the same but you know being an esthetician is a very special thing is what I'm trying to say I feel like it's bonding and yeah so this is just as much for me to be completely candid I feel like Today is Saturday, and normally I really enjoy Saturdays, but I'm not, I'm feeling a little under the weather, and I think it's just one of those days that is kind of inevitable in life, and especially in the pandemic, like, you wake up, maybe you don't feel like yourself, you're a little down for whatever reason, sometimes it's even just hormones, but I think we all have those days where we don't want to get up and start our day. And I actually was recently talking about this on Instagram because I think most of you know I'm like the self-care routine person. Like I love all of that stuff so much. But I think when we have these days where it's hard to get out of bed or you're not motivated or you feel a little down or you're struggling with depression or anxiety, everything kind of like can especially for me I can so easily flip that switch where I go from feeling great and feeling like I'm on a high to all of a sudden feeling like what's my purpose in life like why even (laughs) why even start the day and I know that sounds a little dark but I think it's real and I think a lot of us feel that way so for me a big thing is a routine. And if I'm not having a day where I feel up to a, a routine, having something I devote my time to in the morning and at night, I call it bookending your day. And I don't know if I came up with that. Maybe I'm sure somebody else has said that before, but that's how I think of it and um, phrase it. But to me, it means starting and ending the day with something positive It could be a little facial routine. That's usually my go-to. For me, it's my new face. Like, if I don't feel like having a morning of making a smoothie, doing yoga, going on a walk, and, you know, like, looking at my planner, doing all those things, I will for sure make sure I pick up my new face. And this is not sponsored. I honestly love it. They did send it to me, and I'm obsessed with the new face fix. You guys see me use it all the time on social media but that peps me up and I feel like when I wake up my face like doesn't fully look like me yet so it just perks perks me up helps with the puffiness boost circulation and I kind of feel more normal or back to myself after I do that and it's kind of like a small win once I've even done that small little thing I have confidence to do something else I think there's really something to it. And I try to also do something for myself at night. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's a little light stim. Sometimes it's honestly TikTok. (laughs) I love TikTok. And as much as I, I say, I think the phone can not always be the best. Sometimes 30 minutes of TikTok, honestly, makes me feel better. And I think we got to just, you know, (laughs) give ourselves those wins. If it makes you feel better, it counts as self-care in my book. So I think it just really has to be what feels good for you. And I think, of course, there's, you know, activities that are probably more productive or uh, health-wise more beneficial. Going on a walk and getting some vitamin D is arguably better for you than (laughs) sitting on your phone and absorbing the blue light. But, you know, it's like these days where I can get that feel good feeling, I'm taking it. And 
anyway, today was just a day I was not feeling myself. I wasn't feeling great. And I knew if I recorded a little podcast, I knew I would feel a lot better about myself. Even if I just did that one productive thing, I knew I would feel better. I would feel like I'm connecting to someone and have a sense of community, which I think is huge in terms of preventatively fighting against unhappiness or or depression so you guys are truly my rock but I wanted to chit chat and I do have some questions I thought it'd be fun to do a little Q&A so I'm just gonna go through them thank you so much if you answer I know I post question boxes on stories all the time it's probably annoying And I kind of feel guilty sometimes (laughs) that I harass you guys asking for ideas and suggestions, but it truly helps, truly helps me. And I want to make sure I'm making content that is actually relevant and helps you. So that's why I do it. Okay, first question. What is your process in making your IG stories so pretty? Ooh, I like a little social media question and I'm flattered. Thank you so much. I've been trying to step up my Instagram game. I really do think it's important and the accounts that spend a little extra time getting a little bit more polished, having a theme, doing some things consistently, taking good quality photos, they really stand out to me. And I want to, I think when I first started this account, and neither one is like better than than the other but when i first started this account i would say it's still just as authentic especially if not more so because i feel more comfortable sharing uh authentic experiences i recently talked about why i gave up alcohol i talk about my anxiety i'm i'm pretty open but when i first started my page it was kind of just like here's a photo here's my breakfast cheers me at pilates um, not as much like foresight. And I, looking back, like, I love that. And I I still want my Instagram to be authentic and in the moment, but I am doing, I would say putting in more thought as to how I can make it appealing to the eye, make people want to stay on my page. Or if it is their first time, I want their first impression to be like, wow, gorgeous, gorgeous photos. I want to hang out here. I want to follow. I want to see more of this on my page. I want to be inspired, informed, educated. So I truly have been putting more time into it. SD Alex on Instagram put me on to the best app for Instagram editing and whatnot. It is called Bazart. Let me see how you spell it. It's B-A-Z-A- a-R-T. I will put it in the show notes. You can find it. It has been a game changer for me. It helps me with my YouTube thumbnails. It helps me with my highlight covers. And it's just a really useful (laughs) app to have. I'm so glad I found it. It can really just help your page look cleaner. So I'm really, really liking that app and I'm super thankful to Alex for sharing with me. Another tool I use often, a couple things I use often are Pinterest. I like to pull photos for inspo or use them as like backgrounds on my stories just to make make things pretty and aesthetic and kind of like, I don't know, contribute to the vibe you get when you're on my page. I think I could do better with consistency. I think some people really nail that on Instagram. I'm a little bit all over with the colors. So that's something I want to work on. I guess the first step would be kind of choosing a consistent color. I've been leaning towards like a light pink, pinky neutral lately. So that's one thing. Um, Another app I use often is Lightroom. I usually just make some tweaks to the lighting. I really like the bright preset on Lightroom. Again, it's an app and it's the Adobe Lightroom app. Um, And it is wonderful for 
adjusting lighting. You can emphasize shadows. You can emphasize tones. You could make yourself more tan if you wanted. You could make the photo lighter. But it is, I think, it preserves the quality the best and has the most, like, natural lighting adjustment. So I really like that one. Ooh, another hot tip I have for having consistency on your page, and I haven't really been doing this, but it is a good tip I want to pass on. Visco. Download Visco, and you can use a certain lighting theme on all of your photos if you actually go to Pinterest and look up like Visco themes, it will pull a bunch of mood boards that show what the tones and colors are like for certain lighting themes and filters. You can save that filter, like for example, it would be like moody brown or like bright peach are like examples of lighting themes. You can apply those to all of your photos and it really makes a difference. Like to the eye but it's it I think it is that element when you go to a page and you're like wow everything looks so consistent and pretty I think a big a big tip is having the same filter across the board or at least coming close to it I definitely want to start implementing this and it's not that hard you can just save the save the filter whoops almost stopped my mic off the bed save the filter and apply it to all of your photos I'll give one last oh my gosh I have actually two more social media tips okay um the next one I had a friend recently ask me she's kind of new to social media and she didn't grow up with it so she's newer to social media and she asked how do I make how do I make my Instagram account look like pretty or polished and I think I have so much farther to go, but a couple tips I have are to, one, try to shoot with a white background. If you consistently take photos of products, for example, you do flat lays or you take selfies, try to use the same color background in each photo. I think a white background is the easiest to duplicate and it looks super clean and fresh. I'm trying to keep that in mind more when I post photos to have some consistency, but that I think really helps with the theme. And then of course, trying to take good quality photos you want to make sure you have a good resolution sometimes it really helps to clean your camera because the quality is so improved when you wipe off some of you know the grease or dirt or fingerprints you might have on your lens so I highly recommend that making sure your photo is in focus when you take it you can always adjust the sharpness in Lightroom or just in your photo on your phone I think high quality, high res photos, as much as you can include those types of photos as opposed to lower res, less quality photos. It just makes the biggest difference. And you don't need a digital camera. You don't need a photographer or to have things super posed, but everybody likes good quality photos. They are just naturally going to be more liked and engaged with. So I Highly, highly recommend and, you know, just putting thought before you before you take your photos into the lighting. Perhaps you can if you turn the camera, you know, 90 degrees or 180 degrees, you might find way better lighting. Lighting is crucial. And again, you can always make tweaks in Lightroom, but it is really hard to completely like remanufacture the lighting if you are if you have a dark photo or a low quality photo so the best thing to do is always start with the best quality lighting possible my last tip is called the dollar 80 method and i have heard so many social media experts refer to this method 
what it basically entails is finding 10 hashtags that are relevant to your industry. Again, this is something I've, I've like dabbled in like once or twice. I haven't really done it consistently to know if it makes a difference, but other people rave about it. So what it entails is finding 10 hashtags that relate to the industry and then going and interacting with those hashtags. So liking and leaving a comment and leave a comment that's more than just like hard eyes, like truly engage with think of like a natural question or comment that comes up when you look at the post. Maybe you're just like, oh, my gosh, what is this tool you're using? What is this product? Who do you use it for? What filter did you use on this photo? It looks so good. Um, wow, your treatment room looks beautiful. Where did you get your wallpaper? Or what is your paint color? I don't know. Just like natural questions because I think as creators, you can so tell the difference between a comment that's sort of just like spammy versus somebody who is in the industry. When I see that kind of comment that's like a specific industry related comment, I respond back and I probably will go follow that person because I'm like, oh, new friend. They're in the industry too. We probably would be friends and have a lot to relate on. So those are some of my social media tips. I didn't even see this podcast going that direction, but those are um, some tips. Okay. A lot of you are asking about product reviews, favorite products. Okay. So I do have a whole new um, brand I'm in love with, and it's actually a brand I worked with in school. A lot of estheticians use it. They're like very highly regarded, well-respected for being forward-thinking, finding some of the most pure, best innovative ingredients. And what I truly love about them is not only the quality, the quality speaks for itself, but the product range I find is truly unique. It's the most broad I have seen for industry professionals and estheticians. They have specific products for literally any condition that you could think of. So for me, and the brand I'm talking about, by the way, is Glymed. It is just so useful to like have, you know, that assurance of clinically trialed products for your clients needs because I don't want to waste anybody's time. And I I want them to, to love the products, be confident. And if I don't hear back from somebody after they've tried a product and I don't hear something positive, that's kind of, <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to say a red flag because it's hard to please everyone, but that does worry me um, a little bit. And with Glymed, I've had such fantastic feedback. Um, people really love it. I really love the quality and um, it's been game changing for me. What I also love about Glymed is the education. It is unmatched and I highly encourage estheticians to, even if you're not, if you don't retail Glymed, I highly encourage you to make use of their site. You can sign up as a professional, have access to all of their educational material. Often I'm asked like, where can I, you know, take classes for free? I'm sitting at home and I'm not bettering my education or your school is put on pause because of COVID. Go to Glymed's website. They have, they have webinars. They have podcasts. They have lots of graphics and informational things. You can also follow them on Instagram, but I would, I would highly suggest registering with their pro accounts. And just a side note, estheticians, and I believe esthetician students can also do this. You can register for a pro account and you can retail the products to your loved ones, people who follow you on social. Their commission is 40%, which is really good. I, I haven't come across that. Um, and I think it really speaks to the company's values. Glymed was founded by an esthetician. And I just think it's so cool that 
they actually offer estheticians like a decent commission rate for supporting their products. I think it's a smart business move because it makes estheticians really passionate about sharing their products and information and posting on social and advertising their products because the commission is so great and so fair. And it definitely motivates me. You actually get a weekly check from them, from your commission sales, which is super helpful in the pandemic. So I'm absolutely obsessed with Glymed. And I do have a number of favorite products. I'll just talk about a few because I could go on forever, but I will talk about some of my favorites. Okay. So new cleanser that I'm obsessed with is the Glymed Plus peptide cleanser with PC10. Glymed calls this their quote-unquote red carpet cleanser, and I I knew it was going to be good. This one is a little bit pricier, but when I used it, I was like, wow, if the red carpet was a face wash, like, this would be it. It is so rich, so elegant, full of emollients, full of peptides, which help rebuild the skin, lots of amazing botanicals that promote health within our skin cells. I have always been an advocate of botanical based products because that plant already contains what it needs to survive and and fuel the cells so I'm a big fan of like embracing um, the power of nature and I know that's not everyone I don't have a, a problem with synthetic products there's a lot of more synthetic brands that I think are amazing. But if something is botanically based, I am usually more um, inclined and in favor of it. But this face wash is really creamy. It is perfect for facial massage. I would strongly suggest using this in the treatment room as long as the person doesn't have a problem with light essential oils. It does have like a little bit of a scent to it, but it's not overwhelming and it just leaves the skin feeling really smooth and hydrated and youthful. And I feel like I'm going to be young forever when I use this cleanser. So I'm obsessed with it. I use it as a first cleanse, but I think it's technically um, designed to be more of like a second cleanse, but you could use it either way. It's it's a really unique consistency. It's kind of in the middle. It's like almost about to be foaming, but it's not quite. It's more more of a creamy cleanser. And if you are a anyone can use this, but if you are a dry skin type, especially more low foaming cleansers are going to be your best friend. Especially hold up guys, I want to take a quick little break to thank Gemist. So I have been struggling for the past couple months in finding a shampoo and conditioner that works for me. I feel like my hair has just not been acting right. She hasn't been herself. I don't know what it is. It's like it feels like it had so much buildup. It had no volume. It was lacking shine and just kind of lackluster. And I felt like I would wash my hair and there would still be buildup. And I don't know what was going on. I was trying masks. I was trying clarifying shampoos, more gentle products. I am always preaching about finding the skincare routine that is personalized for you. Same thing goes for your hair care. Don't just follow what your friend is doing because what's right for them, it's probably not going to be right for you. So I highly encourage you to take Gemist's two-minute little quiz, and their fancy algorithm will match you with the perfect salon-quality shampoo and conditioner for you and your concerns. Gemist offers a science-based algorithm that makes recommendations based on your personal hair data, which is so cool. And this is exactly what I do with my clients. I take in all of their concerns and try to match them with the perfect routine. So it was really fun to get the same treatment in return for my hair care. Gemist offers free returns. You can try it risk-free for 30 days and their ingredients are quality, you guys. They are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, 
never tested on animals. The sulfates are major. I notice with a lot of my clients who use sulfates in their hair products suffer from pomade acne, which can be those little tiny breakouts on their forehead. It can present on their neck and their back. So if that's something you are experiencing, I highly encourage you to find a sulfate-free hair care system such as Gemist. These are salon quality products and my hair truly does feel like I just went to the shampoo bowl and got my hair done. My hair feels silky, soft, but it has volume and that's what I was really struggling with, finding the hydration without weighing my fine bleached hair down. Right now you can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner subscription. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendations. We're all about the personalization in the beauty industry. And you can enter treatment at checkout for 20% off. You'll get free two-day shipping. That is Gemist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com, and enter code treatment at checkout to get the best hair of your life. Especially if you have like tired, um, kind of lackluster skin, you feel like your barrier is compromised, you have rosacea, um, you're super sensitive, this is a fantastic choice. Um, and if you do want to shop any of these products and you're not a professional, you can simply go to my Instagram. I have the link in my bio and you can shop Glymed Plus products there or you can shoot me a DM if you're wanting more of a product recommendation. Um, the second product I want to mention, I feel like anybody who uses Glymed or is familiar with it knows about the Skin Restoring Fulvic Elixir. I think this is one of their best sellers, but fulvic acid is, to me, it's like the new, new MVP on the horizon in skincare. It has been around in the medical field for a while. It is antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, and has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties, but it is newer to the skin industry, and it has also a lot of very powerful, potent antioxidants. I am loving this. You could use this in any treatment or any client, which is unique, so it's just a good all-around serum. It's hydrating. It feels nice on the skin. Oh, it's it's just good. But I'm really loving this for mask me because of the antibacterial and anti-inflammatory and antifungal properties. The mask is doing some weird things to our skin. And honestly, as professionals, we were never trained to handle this repeated amount of heat and bacteria on the skin. Not that we can't handle it, but it's a little bit unprecedented. I know I have clients that are frontline healthcare workers. I have quite a few nurses as clients actually, and they are wearing the N95 masks or those blue um, sort of synthetic masks all day, five days a week. Um, or longer, and they are wearing it for long periods of time with little little amounts of breaks to take the mask off, clean the area, and um, allow some oxygen to hit the skin. So it is truly a breeding ground for bacteria. The thing is with the mask knee, I found sometimes you can hit it with, with some benzoyl or um, some salicylic and some stronger things, but a lot of times when there's that irritation and it's like, literally mask me that um, acne mechanica that's that heat and the friction and the rubbing sometimes it's tough and we can't overdo it and treat it as we would treat normal acne sometimes I think it takes like a little bit more tender love and care I like to do a lot of like soothing and calming things for mask me um, applying cold tools but the fulvic acid is wonderful because it's going to be very hydrating and healing and just restore the skin back to skin health. And if your client can wear this close to the skin before they put the mask on and after, they can wear it at night too. But if they put it on while they're wearing the mask, it's kind of a little shield against that bacteria. 
Um, it's really easy, easily absorbed into the skin and it targets, it can target seriously almost every skin condition, which makes this such a hero product. And I'm talking challenging conditions such as rosacea, irritation, acne, um, people who just want, you know, younger looking skin and are concerned with aging. So I am absolutely obsessed with the Fulvic Elixir. It's actually taken the place of my hyaluronic acid, which I still love, but I honestly feel like this does a little bit more. It's kind of a jack of all trades. So it's not only increasing the hydration, it's reducing redness, balancing, healing, repairing, reducing inflammation, um, and safe for all skin types. So you don't have to worry, is this acne product going to be like too harsh for somebody? So Fulvic Elixir, honestly, SD Alex put me on this one too. You guys got to go follow her on Instagram. She is the sweetest um, sweetest person ever. And she shares all of her tips with me. And she was so sweet. She kind of like took me under her wing when it came to Glymed, because I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate when you switch to an entire new line after using something else, you're kind of like a little deer lost in the headlights for a second. And I have really had to immerse myself in all of the Glymed education and webinars and podcasts. But having somebody you know who has used the line is super helpful so you can get like real world um, applications or ask like, oh, what is how would you compare Fulvic Elixir to the hydrogel? Things like that. The last product I'm going to mention, and this is also super relevant for acne, is the Oxygen Deep Pore Cleanser. What I also love about Glymed is that they have options for acne beyond sort of like your traditional acne fighting ingredients such as salicylic acid, benzoyl, um, a clay mask. They have all that stuff and I feel like they nail the basics super well. Like those things are always reliable, but they also have more options for acne, which I think is needed especially because I'm noticing more and more people have compromised skin from overdoing it or they're sensitive or they are a multicultural skin type that can't handle high levels of harsh active ingredients such as benzoyl peroxide. I typically never want to go over a 5%. That's just my um, personal comfort level with people of color. I have more of a slow step up approach that I have learned from Joel Lee and oxygen to me is um, a great tool to have for those more compromised skin types or people who are more prone to hyperpigmentation. Oxygen is amazing. It works like this cleanser. Actually, I think it should be named more of like a mask. It works like a deep cleansing mask. And what it does is it triggers that deep disincrustation process before um, extraction. So it's super useful for kind of breaking up that cellular glue. And that way you can cleanse and purify and extract congested pores. You are engaging with um, healthy cell turnover and your client is just going to look like smooth, deep cleaned, more radiant. This is sort of like my little mini facial in a bottle. I typically do it once or twice a week. You can do it up to three times a week. And I use it after cleansing my face. I will leave it on my face, neck, and decollete to boost circulation. And I'll leave it on for like five to seven minutes after I wash my face. And it really does just like Breathe life back into your skin, and it's a really fun one to use. This is also great for teens. Teens traditionally have um, a little bit more sensitive, sensitive skin, so that's another um, client of category of client I have that I really love using the Oxygen Deep Pore Cleanser on. I think this is also really fun for teens because it does get so bubbly and foaming. I mean, I really enjoy that, but I think I think teens like really like um, seeing a product work in action, but honestly, who doesn't? So this is a new product from Glymed, and it is 
quickly becoming, I think, like one of their more popular products. I see it on social media all the time. I made a TikTok about it. I am just obsessed. Acne also cannot thrive when bacteria is present. So this is a super amazing, like proactive treatment you can use whether the person already has acne or they want to be more preventative against managing the acne cycle. I love this for my mask knee clients because it's not overly aggravating or stripping or drying. In fact, it actually just kind of makes them look like they just got a facial and you're like literally breathing, <laughs> breathing life and oxygen back into the skin. And yeah, it's just amazing for so many more sensitive skin types. Somebody else asked, can you talk about different skincare brands and review products? And I got a few more questions to to review products. And here's the thing. I am totally, maybe I can get better about trying more things, but I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to be that person on social media. Like, I know there's so many accounts that are like reviewing, um, reviewing things constantly and, you know, trying the newest like thing of the moment. That's not really me. And I know I could probably get a lot more views if I were to like review CeraVe or review the ordinary, da da da. Here's the thing. I am really faithful to, professional treatment products. I know I know there's controversy about what truly separates over the counter from professional products. I know the FDA has kind of lumped things into one category. Um for me, I it's just like the proof is in the pudding. When you work with people and you finally get the results from using professional products, you can't say they're created equal. And that's the thing with formulation. Two things can have the exact same formula or ingredient deck and be completely different because of how the products are sourced, what things are next to each other. Um, and there is just I think you truly pay for the formulation and the purity of the ingredients, the sourcing, yeah, and the quality of the formula to me is just as important as the ingredients. Or I would say probably more. And that's what what makes the obvious difference to me between brands like Glymed or Is Clinical or Cosmetics or Image versus things you can uh, find at Sephora or Ulta um, or things that are more um, available to anyone. I I will always be a big believer in um, professional brands. And here's the thing. you If you're curious about um, another brand such as Cosmetics' whole line, which I've tried a lot of their things, but if you truly want to know what they're like, find somebody who uses the brand in a treatment room setting and who has used the product on a range of skin types because I've said this before, but my personal experience with the product is truly not relevant to you because no two people have the same skin type. And my experience with something does not indicate how, how you will like something. So I think it's far better to find people who are truly experts with certain brands. Um, if I were to just like try try a random line a couple of times. I don't think I would have like the best um, broad view of it. And I know that's like a kind of um, mouthful and like, you're probably like, whoa, I just asked you to like review some products. I think there's so many people, what I'm trying to say is there are so many people like that out there. I really prefer to stick with certain lines that I um, find and, and, put through like rigorous consideration in my mind about what makes them stand out products and then make recommendations from there. But I'm probably not going to hop around and talk about a bunch of different brands um, for a few reasons. So I hope that makes sense. Um, if you want me to talk about brands that are kind of like within um, my wheelhouse that I have used before, 
that I um, promote to my clients, I have much more experience with those and I can speak, um, speak to them more so than just doing like a product review. I think product reviews are like a little bit silly because again, it's more about the personal experience and we don't get to see how something um, works in a treatment setting or over time. So that's kind of my thoughts on reviews. And I know there are so many estheticians or skincare influencers who do that. So um, it's not hard to find, but it's probably just, it's not me. And I don't really get off on it either. Like I don't get off. I used to be such a product junkie and like, I would love that. But now I'm just like, I don't want to say I stick to what's comfortable, but I stick with what I know will work for um, certain people. And I don't like to make broad recommendations. I think it actually gets a little bit dangerous. And I think we've become too much of a culture that is kind of just accepts reviews and personal experiences um, as a reason to buy something or consider it for your skin. And I think we need to be more about finding personal customized suggestions for our skin and really valuing the opinion of professionals, which the person who asked this, obviously you do, and I'm not speaking um, to them, but I think, I don't know, reviews have just kind of become this thing where it's like, we'll take advice from anyone. And it's one thing to say you love a face wash and talk about your experience, but it's another thing to recommend that face wash to thousands or millions of people um, who it may not be a benefit to or who do not know about contraindications for the ingredient or for them or for their skin type. So rant over. <laughs> That's that. Okay, the next person asked how to know your skin type. And I think this is a really good question. And I think skin types really are evolving so much more than even what I learned in school. Renee Rouleau has a really interesting article on the nine different skin types, and I won't get into all of them, but I think there's a lot more to consider, especially now when people have such a long history of using products that maybe we weren't necessarily using like 20 years ago. Um, now we're hitting our skin with acne-fighting ingredients, acids, retinoids, chemical peels, in-office treatments like lasers, etc. So um, I think skin types are evolving and it's more than just dry or oily or sensitive or combination. I think there's um, a lot of things that we have to take into account. And that's why I think um, my consultations are becoming more more needed. And now I see how there is more of a need for a really in-depth conversation about your skin history and your lifestyle and what you put on your skin. Um, yeah, I think there's so much more to it. But I think one thing you can do is instead of just focusing on one or two of your skin needs, try to Try to look at everything like I'm saying, look at the big picture. Um, you might have breakouts in a certain area of the face, but is your whole face um, feeling dry and flaky or does it feel tight? Usually that's more of an indication of dehydration. So a few different things to look at are pore size. One, if you have very visible pores in certain areas, you may be more oily in those areas. If you have very small or nearly invisible pore size, you likely have more of a dry skin type. There's also sensitive skin, people who are born with more nerve endings in their face and who are more reactive to certain products or external things. Then there is sensitized skin, which is more of a condition than a type. But we want to look at different um, things like our oil levels, um, whether our skin gets really flushed or red or hot from products, if you frequently get irritation, if you are more prone to things like eczema or perioral dermatitis, you might have more sensitive skin. So lots of things to consider. Do you have more obvious 
signs of fine lines and wrinkles that might be an indication of dehydration. We see that classically in the forehead. Um, and that's probably a sign that somebody needs more water binding ingredients such as aloe or hyaluronic acid. But I think the best thing to do is consult with a professional and they can walk you through their um, questions to help you find out your skin type. Ooh, lots of questions about, I'll make this my last question, but a lot of questions about layering different products, um, do's and don'ts. Okay, I think this is really interesting. I think people get more confused than they necessarily have to be. And there are so many different ingredients, right? It can be a little confusing. Like, what can I mix? What can't I mix? And sometimes I think things are like a little bit of a gray area. Um, some derms, for example, will say you can totally mix salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide, or you can find certain acne formulas that are really effective that have a mix of those ingredients, but have the right buffers to um, make things more readily accepted by the skin. So I think there is like certain what ifs or like small case scenarios, but something to make things a little bit more simple, especially if you are new to skincare, I really don't think there's like a need to overdo and, and mix active ingredients or like cocktail your serum. Sometimes it actually makes things um, less effective. I am a big fan of something I have dubbed the star of the show method. To me, this means like letting one serum or active ingredient be the star of that routine, the star of the show that morning or that night. For example, if I'm using a vitamin C serum, use that in the morning as your protective daytime antioxidants at night avoid mixing that with retinol. Like some people say it's okay and it depends on the vitamin C, but I think it's honestly more effective most times to let one thing be the star of the show um, and then let your retinol be the star of the show that night or let your salicylic or your glycolic or your lactic serum be the star of the show. On that note, glycolic, lactic, and salicylic are actually acids that are commonly mixed in serums. You'll find them often together because they are able to, because they are different acids with different molecular weights, they're actually able to penetrate to different levels of the skin and be super effective. So that is one exception. For example, I definitely don't have a problem with like a multi-acid serum as long as you are not then mixing that with a vitamin C or a retinol, um, a vitamin C could be okay. But again, I, I never think like anything good comes of overdoing it or overstripping. So if you're kind of on the fence, I would ask an esthetician or just let one thing be the star of the show. Nothing bad is going to come of like doing one thing at a time, letting it penetrate to its full efficacy without um, throwing something else in the mix or possibly having that ingredient <laughs> negate something else or cause a reaction. For me, I'm most concerned with um, having somebody having a reaction because that can actually like put us, um, take us off track for a little bit. And when that happens, when we overdo it, we truly have to like stop everything and give the skin a day's rest. This recently happened with a client of mine. Um, she is a young teen. She's pretty new to skincare. We're dealing with acne and she really wants it to, she wants it to go away like as fast as possible. So even though I've tried to stress how slow we need to go, <laughs> sometimes people hear you, but they don't really hear you. And, um, I get it. It's frustrating. It's, it's emotional. You literally just want to scrub acne away, but you can't. And so we had a, um, a little situation where she used her salicylic and her benzoyl 
together in the same routine and was doing this consistently for a period of, of days. Um, and it, it totally took us off track. And then she, I think, you know, she was obviously a little bit embarrassed about it, but she had to tell me, Hey, I, I didn't listen. I overdid it. I did these things together. Now my skin looks like this. Her skin was red. It was irritated. It felt compromised. Um, and that's the worst case scenario. That's what we want to avoid. It is just uh, far harder to be reactive than to proactively space things out. And I'm guilty of, of this too. I think a lot of estheticians are when we have so much and so many potent things at our disposal. It's like, I want to do everything at once. I want to combat aging. I want to combat acne and hyperpigmentation. I'm just going to, you know, do it within the short period of time. <sighs> more is not more. I've learned it the hard way. It happens to me. And you'll notice signs of a compromised barrier are your skin feels more sensitive to products. It is red. It's irritated. Slow and steady truly wins the race. So you're still going to achieve your goals by going slow. Again, it's so much better to go slow than to overdo it and then not be able to do anything and have to take time off. So slow and steady, working with an esthetician, they can help put you on a plan where you are perhaps using your retinol one night, then you are using a AHA serum, and then maybe the next night you are not using any active serum or you're using something really hydrating and healing, um, and they can set you up with a plan like that. If you have so many um, active ingredients, exfoliants, acids, new products, peels. I mean, I see this all the time. I see all the TikTok um, products that people, okay, people will rave and about their experience with one thing, such as the Paula's Choice BHA. And then there are other videos, right, about like this inky list retinol or this and that, this thing that was really, quote unquote, effective for them. Then they will put that all in the, in the routine and they're not sure how to use it, and it just becomes too much, then we might see breakouts from overstimulation, overexfoliation, overdoing it. Um, I would highly, again, suggest having a professional lay out when you can use those products and instruct you like, hey, I know a lot, but you know your skin way better than I ever will because you are in it. You feel it. Something feels like too much. It probably is. It is so okay to back off and do less. Like seriously, we should probably a lot of us be doing less. And then there are people who aren't doing enough, but um, hopefully you fall somewhere in the middle where you can use things that have great actives and that deliver results, but it's totally okay to heal and hydrate and take nights off. I have totally rambled and I realized the question was, yes, about mixing, but also layering. A great rule of thumb is working from thinnest viscosity to thickest. This is a reason I like to, if I ever use oils, I make sure they are at the end of the routine. I don't recommend um, cleansing balms or cleansing oils because they do have a bigger molecule that can potentially be clogging and can't be cut by your next face wash. Um, so I'm always an advocate of working thinnest molecule to thickest. And so I think maybe people get confused when it comes to like serums, moisturizer, SPF toner. Um, just an easy, easy rule guideline to follow is usually like, um, a cleanser, a toner, your serum. If you have two serums, um, start with the one that has a thinner viscosity that is less thick in consistency. If it's something water-based like hyaluronic, that goes first. If you want to use vitamin C after, you can. So you would go cleanser, toner, hydrating serum, vitamin C, moisturizer, SPF. SPF always goes last. I actually got this question in a consult last week. Somebody said they were doing sunscreen and then moisturizer. It's not the best idea because 
your sunscreen can become diluted if you are applying it with another product or over moisturizer. So always SPF last. And I actually do recommend waiting a couple minutes after you apply your moisturizer before you apply your SPF because we want to protect that formula and make sure it is not diluted. So I really hope that helped in terms of layering. I get that question all the time and I hope I understood it and I hope I hope I answered it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was so fun. Honestly, usually I am sitting like on my desk or the couch with my mic, but my internet was completely knocked out today. So I am just recording on voice memos. So hopefully the quality is okay. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you like more casual like Q&A episodes like this, and I will try to mix more in. They're really fun for me. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. I'm thinking of you and I will talk to you in the next episode.